I'm Leanne Spencer, expert in corporate well-being, author, and your host. Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. We bring you a 10-minute episode every single week to give you everything you need to optimize your well-being. The show's brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We use technology and science-based solutions to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, and as you might be able to tell from my intonation, I've got a big smile on my face because I'm looking through the windows and all I can see pretty much is blue sky. Across, in fact, directly in front of me, I'm looking at Canary Wharf, really clear day today, beautiful out there. It really feels like spring's kicking in, and um, I don't know about you, but it makes my my whole face lift uh, when the weather gets a bit warmer and just changes the whole vibe, the whole energy of the day. So hope you're well, hope you're staying healthy as well. And um, if you're listening in the UK, we had a significant milestone yesterday, which was the 29th of March, when we could now meet in gardens, up to two households, six people in total. And if you're listening internationally as well, I hope that uh, COVID's under control where you are. It does feel as though it's uh, it's abating a little bit. So good news all round, I hope. Oh, that is the the topic really. Happiness is the specific topic of this podcast. Inspired, I will say, by a brilliant book that I've just finished reading by Sean Acor, A-C-H-O-R, Sean Acor. And it's called The Happiness Advantage. And I came across his book because I watched his TED talk, which has been viewed millions and millions of times. It's a real cracker. Um, and I think that's called The Surprising Joy of Happiness, something like that. Anyway, I'll link to it in the show notes as with the book and anything else that I'm talking about today. But let's get two things in this episode. So the Happiness Advantage book taught me quite a few really interesting ideas and um, sort of solidified some of my thinking about this. And the power of happiness, the power of positivity and the power of optimism, I think is huge. And, and he actually studied this. And here were some of the findings from the book. The first one, and this is very much summarizing a, a book full of ideas, by the way, but here are some of the key ones. We become more successful when we're happier and when we're more positive. That's uh, summary number one, if you like. Number two, that happiness is the joy we feel after we've striven or strived rather for our, for our potential. So the joy we feel after striving for our potential is a much pithier way of putting it. That is the thought number two. And the third one is that happiness is the belief that we don't need to change. It's just the realization that we can. So three pretty powerful ideas. And then it's further summarized into to some, some top tips, which I'm going to talk to you about right now. I do suggest that you read the book because you'll have a very different version of what some of the highlights are. But here are some of the key ideas um, to elaborate on. Um, and the first one is, is about the brain and how we can change how we process the world and in turn, how we react to it. So literally being happier changes the brain. It changes the chemical interaction within the brain. And that can affect how we view the world, our place in it, and how we react to stimulus and to events. So we can literally, by being happier, by looking for the positivity and the gratitude and feeling more optimistic, change our brain, which in turn changes how we view the world and then how we react to it and see our place within it. And there is something else that really helps with that. And that is breath work, uh, something I've talked about many, many times. I've talked about it very recently, in fact. It's something I mention a lot. And at the end of the day, it's something we do all the time. It's an part of the autonomic nervous system. We're always breathing, but we can slow that down or speed it up. 
And we can breathe very deliberately and consciously in order to change our physiology. And that's where it gets incredibly powerful because it is the ultimate leverage, the ultimate hack. We're breathing anyway, just by doing it a little bit more mindfully, we can radically change our physiology, including the, the, the hormones that flood our brain that can affect how we see ourselves in the world. So I've talked before about box breathing, which is the simple act of maybe inhaling for five seconds, holding that inhalation for five seconds, exhaling for five seconds and holding the exhalation for five seconds. But it could be four seconds, eight seconds, you choose. But it's just that sort of ritual following of the four sides of a box, which helps to regulate breath work. Or just slow, deep inhalations, uh, which help to calm the physiology, reduce cortisol in the blood, reduce your heart rate, reduce your blood pressure. Very, very powerful. So that is one of the effects that happiness can have. Another is that when we scan the world for positivity, it allows for gratitude, for optimism and happiness. And one of my big tips for, if you like, scanning the world for positivity is to have a news ban. And it was a bit of advice given to me by uh, an entrepreneur, oh, I should credit actually called Daniel Priestley. Uh, by no means the first person to think about doing this, but the first person to bring it to my attention. And he said, um, have a news ban. Don't watch or read the news to, to paraphrase one of his books. It's luckier to watch a TED talk. It's luckier to, to read something that lights you up rather than watching the news, which is someone's curated version of what you need to know. But it is always built around fear, drama, propaganda, shame. That is what the news is all about. Predominantly fear. We want you to be afraid, whether that's of migrants coming into the country to steal jobs, whether that's of uh, an infestation of flying ants, Brexit, COVID. I mean, we should be very wary of COVID. I'm not dismissing that or any of those other things. But the point is, does my life become enriched? Do I feel happier, more positive, more grateful, more optimistic by watching the news? I very much doubt that's the case. I personally have found that all of those things have gone up, gratitude, positivity, and so on, by not consuming news. So I, uh, I'm a big fan of having a news ban. So that's another thing that you can think about in regards to happiness. The next idea is about reframing failure as an opportunity for growth. Um, you're more likely to experience growth if you reframe the way you view failure. And one of the things that I really love about, about this idea, I mean, it's lots of um, fail fast, fail hard, fail repeatedly. It's, it's no bad thing to fail and it isn't, but I'm not a huge fan of that sort of failure porn as it's been nicknamed. But here's what I think about this. You need to be trying things to grow. You need to try things for your confidence, for your self-esteem so that you can get, um, you know, all the marrow out of life, to paraphrase the poet Thoreau. Uh, and I love this quote by Theodore Roosevelt, which has been quoted quite a bit, particularly in the work of Brené Brown. And here, here's what he says. It's called The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Try, and don't be afraid to fail if you're consistently and continually trying to fulfill that potential. 
And then the last point is that most successful people in work and life believe that their actions have a direct effect on outcomes. So they have a very internal locus of control, if you like. An internal locus of control is the belief that you can affect what happens to you in life, that your decisions and actions do matter and, and count for a great deal. An external locus of control, by contrast, believes that we are largely guided by fate and that our actions don't have much impact in what, what happens to us. And things happen to us and not because of us. So they're just a summary of, of some of the, the ideas in the book. And I really recommend having a read. It's great to help you reframe your mindset and how you might look at things. And if you can get just a few percentage points more positive, more optimistic, more grateful and happier, surely that's worth the whatever it costs to read the book. You could even just look for summaries on, uh, on, on the internet, of which there are quite a few, just to get some of those key ideas. But um, I definitely, definitely recommend watching the TED Talk. He's very funny. It's a really well-delivered, well-planned talk, uh, expertly delivered on the TED, not TEDx, the TED stage. So uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Check it all out. Um, if you want the Roosevelt quote, I'll also put a link to one of the many sources that cite the um, the poem or the quotation rather. That's uh, something I'm thinking about having put up on the wall because I love that idea. If you haven't got blood on your face from your efforts in the arena, you have no right to judge. So that's it for me. Keep an eye out for the next week's episode. We put out a 10 minute episode every single week on a Saturday, as you probably know. Stay healthy. Enjoy the Easter holiday if you're listening to this at around that sort of time. And all the very best for now. I'll talk to you next week. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. If you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.